0: Hello, 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 beautiful mental health warriors. So in the last episode, I talked about the stages, the process of how trauma bonding happens and how it can affect you. And I want to follow up with that and talk about... I also talked about emasculated men. And I I want to follow up on trauma bonding and how to stop the process of trauma bonding how to heal that addiction in yourself of the trauma bond and i also want to talk about healthy masculated masculine men who are not emasculated at all and this would go along with the green flags of a relationship so anybody who's dating men and keep finding a toxic man You keep running into alcoholics, emasculated men, um, narcissistic type people. This might help give you a little information on what to look for that's actually healthy. And that could be a completely different person from who you're attracted to if you're the type of person who ends up in trauma bonds over and over. So don't fall for the love bombing anymore. (laughs) That's number one. Love bombing is crazy. It's, it's over the top. It's um, overwhelmingly delicious. It's fun. It's awesome. At the same time, it's not real. It's not logical. It's not healthy. And it's a trap. So, you know, in the first stage of trauma bonding, we have the love bombing, right? Right? the first stage of a narcissistic relationship or with a king baby alcoholic who's also narcissistic um you're gonna have that love bombing they're gonna give you so much attention it's gonna seem like they don't have a life outside of you and you're gonna wonder what they did before they met you (laughs) um they they dote on you to the point of it being almost ridiculous um They want to say you're in a relationship on social media right away. They might ask you to marry them after two days um, or one day or on the first date. They might say, I love you. Um, they're, They're buying you gifts. They're inserting themselves into your life in a pretty aggressive manner. And you're allowing it because they're making you feel so damn good. So if you find yourself in a love-bombing situation, it's really important to take a step back. Use the stop skill from my DBT series. Use the stop skill. Stop Stop engaging, back off a little bit, and don't spend every waking hour with them. Don't talk to them for a few days. Go hang out with your friends. Do not ditch your friends to spend all of your time with this person who's love bombing you because your friends are your tribe. They're your support system. Um, you don't want to turn your back on your friends because relationships can come and go unless you get a really healthy, wonderful marriage. Relationships can come and go, but your friends are always your friends. So don't turn your back on your friends. Even though you're wildly in love and this person's making you feel like a Disney princess and you're just, woo, you're just feeling good with this person and they're hitting all those reward centers in your brain and you're high on love and woo-hoo, it's great, right? Take a break. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Take a break. Take a step back. Take a couple days to yourself. Take a day to hang out with your friends. Start journaling. Start journaling. Because when you're journaling and you're writing down all the wonderful things this person's doing for you, you might look at it after a few days and say, Ooh, this kind of looks like love bombing. (laughs) So you want to be careful with that. Um, Don't let them overtake you so abruptly. A good relationship, a healthy relationship, the green flags appear when they're patient. And they take their time. You don't want somebody who's rushing into things and saying, Oh my God, you're my soulmate. That's actually kind of creepy if you think about it. You just meet somebody and they tell you, Oh my God, you're my soulmate. That's a little creepy. Like you don't know me, back up. (laughs) Um, So you want to make sure you're taking time for yourself. You want to make sure you pump the brakes. Use the stop skill. Stop engaging. Take a step back. Observe the situation. Journal it out talk to a therapist, talk to a good therapist who's, who's well-versed in this, in this topic, um, narcissistic abuse and self-esteem and codependency. Make sure they're, they're really good with those topics. Um, start journaling, take a step back, do not go predominantly exclusive with this person, make them earn it. (laughs) Take a step back because if, if it's a narcissist or, an emasculated man or an alcoholic king baby. um, They don't have the patience to wait. They want to love bomb you and capture you immediately. It's almost like the caveman who beats the woman over the head and takes her to his cave and puts a baby in her belly. And when she wakes up, she's got to make him a pterodactyl sandwich, (laughs) right? Uh, That's what they want. They want it to be quick. They want to whisk you off your feet right away and snatch you up. And get you stuck in their web. So when you make a man wait. And you make him be patient. If he is a good healthy man. He will wait. And he will be patient. And he'll show you that you're worth it. So. A narcissist or a king baby alcoholic. They'll get. They're not patient. They'll get tired of waiting. And they'll start putting some demands on you. They'll say. Hey. We've been dating three months. Why haven't we had sex yet? Or. I told you I love you and you're my soulmate. Why are we not moving in together right now? Like, I want to move forward in this relationship. And if you're not going to move forward, then I'm going to have to just end it. So, that emotional blackmail, right? I love you, so if you don't do this, then I'm, I'm going to end it. And I'll be so sad. Or, you know, it could even be as extreme as I'm going to kill myself if we don't move in together, right? Um, so... Take, take note, take a step back, observe the situation, and, and notice their reaction, their response to the whole thing. To you saying, whoa, pump the brakes, you're moving too fast for me. Um, you don't know me, I don't really know you. Let's slow it down. Um, and then observe their reaction and their response. Then proceed with caution. It's not like you have to be constantly looking for red flags, but when a red flag pops up and waves at you, you notice, you pay attention. And uh after the love bombing phase when they start the uh the criticism and the uh trust and dependency, all of a sudden they tell you you don't have to work, I'll take care of you. Um you can you can trust me. Um when they start doing stuff like that, they're trying to take your identity away from you. That's the first stage of it. Oh, you like to work? You like to go work at the nonprofit and help people? You don't need to do that. I'm rich. I'll take care of you. Or, you you know, I don't want you to work. I want you to stay here with me. Um, They convince you to quit your job or they convince you to move out of state with them if it's a long-distance relationship, that kind of thing. And then you end up, that's the first stage of losing yourself. So don't let them insert themselves and make your life decisions for you. Don't, when they start to criticize you, you know, at first they love all these things about you, but then they start to act annoyed by it. Um, and then they start to be a little critical of you. As soon as you notice they're being critical of you, that's a, that's a big red flag. Just step back. Sometimes people can be critical right? Sometimes they might say, "You know, I see you wearing that bright orange lipstick all the time and it gets all over your teeth and <laughs> it just it doesn't look good. Babe, why why don't you just wear some pretty pink lip gloss or something?" That's one thing, right? Like maybe maybe that orange lipstick does look awful and and nobody's ever told you and you love it. Um so that might be a compromise like, "Okay, well, Yeah, I'll wear pink gloss for you once in a while, but I still love my orange lipstick and I'm going to wear it. Um, But when it's other things like don't ever cut your hair or I don't want you wearing a a skirt that short when you're going out with your friends because you look like you're trying to find a man. They start telling you what you should wear, who you should hang out with. They start criticizing what you're doing now and they want to change it. So when, when you see that, that's a sign of an abuser. That's a sign of somebody you don't want to get wrapped up with. So when those things happen, you say, well, you fell in love with me while I was wearing this bright orange lipstick in my short skirt. So how come now you can't accept me as I am? Why are you trying to change me? Um, and if it's a king baby type, they'll, they'll throw a fit. They'll throw a fit, they'll shift the blame back onto you, they'll accuse you of not being able to accept criticism, and they'll tell you you're too sensitive, and they were just making a suggestion, and you might say, well, I wasn't asking for advice on how I dress, <laughs> so, you know, you just kind of came at me with it sideways, um, they'll tell you that what they did was perfectly normal, and you're being ridiculous, and you'll get in a big fight. That's another red flag. Toxic. Run. Um so make sure you maintain your sense of self. Make sure you maintain your connections with friends. And if you've been in this relationship for a long time and you've gone through the cycle and you're addicted to the trauma bonding um and you're still in the relationship, it's really important to go to therapy and realize you have not lost yourself. You have buried yourself. You're still there. It's just a matter of kicking all that dirt off, taking a shower and saying, no, no, I'm here. I will shine. I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable. You emasculated jerk, right? So when they try to criticize you or they try to cut you down or they try to give you those intermittent little morsels of love bombing, don't let it affect you. And I I know this is described as like gray rocking where you just you have a boring response and say oh nice whatever um it's important to have that attitude do not let compliments overwhelm you or give you hope do not let criticisms put you down and make you like hide yourself or cower in a corner you continue to be yourself in spite of this monster that's in front of you. Because the, the love bomb in the beginning, I'm sure you know this, but it, it wasn't even real. Um, it was just a manipulation. It was a manipulation. So the Prince Charming you thought you were getting was actually a, a, a devil in disguise, you know? And it was an, it was all just an act, a manipulation. So the person you thought you fell in love with was not actually showing his true colors. He was manipulating you, and when when you realize that that you've been manipulated, and then you've been stuck in this web of deceit, <laughs> um, it makes it a little easier for you to say, "Yeah, okay." So the compliments were bogus, and the criticisms are also bogus. They're just they're both two different wings on the same bird of a manipulator. Okay. So don't allow yourself to be swayed by what they say. Don't put too much feeling or seriousness into hearing what they tell you because they're more than likely manipulating or lying to you, and it's just an effort to control you. So don't allow that. And start hanging out with your friends more. Start hanging out with your family more. Don't let anybody put a wedge between you and your children you and your family, or you and your friends. And they'll oftentimes try to do that. They'll try to insert themselves between you and your child or your children because they want all of your attention. They want you to cook for them. They want you to serve them. They want you to do everything for them. And when they see that you're gushing over your children, they'll come in and try to get you to be angry with your children, or they'll try to find a way to separate you from your children. They'll say, uh, you know, you should let your kid go live with with his dad because he would be happier there. Plus, he doesn't listen to anything you say anyway. He has no respect for you. And he certainly doesn't respect me. And you should just let him go live with his father. Things like that. And and that's when you go toe-to-toe and say, that's my baby boy. I'm not letting him go anywhere. If you don't like it, then you can go, you know be firm on that. Stand up for yourself, have boundaries. Okay. So if you have just ended a relationship and you're experiencing trauma bonding, I highly recommend all of the above journaling, stop engaging, get a good therapist, spend more time with your friends, your family, your children, do the things you love to do, dress the way you want to dress. If you love karaoke, go find a bar that has karaoke and go sing karaoke. If you love riding horses, go find a place where you can go horseback riding. Whatever it is that this person held you back from doing, you go do it. You go have fun. You can date people. Just don't get serious. I don't recommend dating right after ending a relationship anyway. You need time to learn to love yourself and to love being alone. And then you're ready. But... If you can't stand being alone and it freaks you out, work on that in therapy and go to big group events where you can talk to different people and have fun and go home alone. (laughs) Don't bring anybody home with you. Um, Try to avoid jumping into another relationship because if you go from this last relationship immediately into a new relationship because you're trying to avoid the pain of the trauma bonding, guess what? you're going to go into a new cycle of trauma bonding because you're probably hooking up with a new toxic person because you haven't had that time to get your head straight and detox from all that. One of the most important factors is going no contact. No contact. If you ended the relationship with somebody that you're trauma bonded to, no contact, zero contact, block them. Lose their phone number and block them from calling you. Do not contact them. You might have these urges to get closure. You might have these urges to see if you could make it work just one more time because you know what you did wrong and you just know you could make it work. Oh, because the good times were so good. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 no. Call a friend. (laughs) Call your therapist. Go journal those feelings. Cry it out with some sad songs if you need to. Sit on the couch with Ben and Jerry's and watch Bridget Jones's Diary. Cry, cry, cry. Do what you have to do. But do not contact that person. There's a reason you decided to end it. And you know what you've been through. You know at this point you're trauma bonded. You've been through this cycle of love bombing criticism, manipulation, giving up control, feeling like you've lost yourself, being addicted and, and crawling on the floor for one little crumb of love from him. And that's not you. You're better than that. You deserve better than that. So it's really important that you go no contact. No matter no matter how bad you, you want to talk to the person. If they reach out to you, say, no, no, I am moving on. And it's not going to work out for us. Bye-bye. Don't give them a chance to talk you back in. And don't try to beg them for love. Just move on. Move on and work on you. It's very important. You need to work on your self-esteem. You need to work on your codependent traits, which that's the nurturing, caretaking personality, right? And if you've listened to the other episodes, you know that there are positive ways to get those needs met you feel good about yourself when you're doing things for others when you're caring for others and you're often getting trapped in these toxic relationships where you become trauma bonded to a toxic person so if you're getting those needs met in a healthy way you don't need a person in a relationship to fill that bucket for you because you're doing it yourself so If you're the codependent caretaker and you have all those beautiful traits of feeling worthless unless you're caring for somebody, feeling like you have to be giving in order to feel good, you have to be doing things for others, helping others, go volunteer at a homeless shelter, go volunteer at a children's hospital, become a nurse, become a teacher. Um, All of those are very fulfilling for the caretaker archetype of person. So... Look into healthy outlets to express those characteristics in a beautiful and healthy way so that you can receive the outside validation that you crave and the validation you crave from yourself. Do not accept it from a narcissistic, toxic, king-baby alcoholic or anything similar, okay? Don't accept it. Make sure that you're working with a therapist to work on your self-esteem. Uh, to get all that dirt off of you and shower off and find yourself again because you're still there. You're not lost. And if you've been in therapy, remember all the work you've done has not gone out the window if you've tried to contact this person. Um, You just allowed your emotions to control you in the moment. And you can always go back and say, okay, fell off, but I'm back. No contact. I'm going to commit to myself. No contact with this person again over. So that's very important. The, the main key factor to ending that trauma bonding is no contact and um, working in therapy on your self-esteem, getting to know yourself again. And what lessons did you learn about yourself from being in a relationship that was so toxic? One thing you may have realized about yourself is that you're pretty tough. You're pretty strong And you may feel like, well, I was weak because I let this person manipulate me. But you have to have a lot of strength to continuously repeat that cycle of trauma bonding with somebody and survive to talk about it without getting locked up in a loony bin. So you have a lot of strength. You're able to endure a lot. You're able to bounce back from terrible situations because you're still here. You know, a lot of people in toxic relationships become very suicidal. So if you did not become suicidal, you are tough. If you became suicidal, but you did not attempt suicide, you are so strong, so tough. You got this. So take yourself back. Remember and write down all the reasons you ended the relationship. Write down the gaslighting. Write down the manipulations. Write down the criticisms that you received. Write it all down. And then write an opposite statement next to it to yourself. Such as, that is not true. Or, I know what I heard. I'm not crazy. Um, And remind yourself that in the moment, you are an addict. And like any other addict... If you're an alcoholic and you want to get better, you have to stop drinking. So if you go back and have a drink after you have stopped drinking for any amount of time, you're going to be back on that booze back in your addiction. If you stopped heroin and you go do heroin again, you're right back into your addiction. If you stop smoking cigarettes and then you go smoke cigarettes, you're right back in your addiction. And it's the same with trauma bonding. If you go no contact and then you go and talk to them, you can get sucked right back into that vicious cycle. And I know that's not what you want for yourself because you deserve better. So that's a little about how to stop the trauma bonding. Get healthy. Eat healthy. Make healthy choices. Hang out with healthy people. Stay away from toxic people. When you notice the red flags of a toxic person, run away, be boring, gray rock them, and then run. Don't, don't continue to date them when you start noticing. This guy reminds me of my narcissistic ex a little bit. Um, don't keep going back thinking, oh, I'm just being judgmental. Don't do that, run away, end it. Practice breaking up with people. Once you have healed from this relationship and you've gone no contact and you've learned to spend time alone and you've learned to love yourself now it's time to go on dates and practice dumping people and I'm not saying that you need to go out and be mean Um, I'm saying that you're not going to be everybody's not going to be a good fit you might see some red flags you might see uh, go on a date with somebody who's just not He's just not your type. He's on a different path than you or whatever. That's a fantastic opportunity for you to practice saying, I don't think we're a good fit. I don't think it's going to work out, but you are wonderful. And I really hope that you find the perfect woman for you. And thank you so much for the opportunity to hang out and get to know you. Uh, But I don't think we should go out again. You know, practice breaking up with people. That's going to empower you and help you. To know that you have every right to not engage in something that makes you uncomfortable (coughs) excuse me all right take a quick break and we'll be right back okay what are the green flags of a healthy man who is not emasculated addicted King baby alcoholic Um, how can you tell how can you tell the difference between love bombing and somebody just really liking you? How can you tell the difference between a gaslighting toxic manipulator and a man who respects you? Because sometimes they can really mirror each other, right? When uh when a manipulator is is trying to get their claws into you. They can make you feel like they respect you. They can stand up for you. They can do all these things. They can make you think they really respect you. But there are some subtle differences, okay? So the healthy, well-functioning man has full accountability for his actions. So he, if he, if he makes a mistake... He's going to say, Oh my God, I screwed that up. I am so sorry. Oh, at least I know not to do that again. I am so sorry. Or if you say, Oh my gosh, why would you say that? He's going to look at you and say, I'm sorry. I said that and upset you. Um, I really didn't mean it that way. I'm so sorry. And you might say, well, you need to say what you mean, buddy. And he'll be like, okay, okay. I'll work on that. I'll definitely work on that. That's something I can improve on. Thank you. they're just cool. You know, you, you bring up stuff and it's just cool. And, and he, he's responsible. He knows if he's done something wrong and he will not blame it on other people. If, if he makes a mistake, he takes full responsibility for it. He doesn't shift the blame back on you or anybody else. Um, he knows that saying sorry doesn't make him less of a man. He's not afraid to apologize. Um, That actually makes him more of a man because he has the courage and the integrity to take accountability for what he says and does. And that's really important. Um, A healthy man is a provider and they strive to be very good at that. They want to make sure they can take care of you. Um, It's in their DNA, to be the provider and the protector. It's not just a social role, right? It's in their DNA. Um, They want to make sure they can make you feel safe. They wanna make sure they can provide for you. They're always ambitious and they're thinking ahead because they wanna make sure that they're a good provider. So they might be thinking of ways they can work extra and work on buying a home. For their future family. They're, they're, they're ambitious, they're motivated, and they are wonderful providers. They have no issue with commitment. They uh, can deeply commit to you and solely to you. They don't cheat on you. You are their love. They don't cheat on you. They don't disrespect you. They don't criticize you constantly. Um, they work hard and pursue all of their passions. They still go play golf with the guys every Saturday. They say, Oh, I'd love to stay home with you all day, but this is my thing on Saturdays. So I'll see you later. I hope you'll go do the same with your friends, you know, go have a girls' day. They're totally healthy that way. And they won't be texting or calling you every five minutes. Who are you with? What are you doing? Prove to me there are no men around. They're not insecure. They're very secure with themselves and very confident. They're hard workers. They have strength. And I'm talking strength of character. They're decisive. They don't struggle making decisions. They have strong convictions they believe in you know, maybe they're a devout Christian, Uh, maybe they're a devout activist who stands up for people who can't stand up for themselves. They have confidence. They have excellent self-reliance. They're good self-starters. They have high moral values. And the big one, integrity. They're not liars. They're not manipulators. They're not cheaters. They're courageous enough to deal with any difficulty or pain, and they know the difference between stupidity and being brave. They'll face their problems head on instead of hiding in the corner like a coward. Um, They'll debate you, but it's a friendly, respectful debate. Like if you have a difference of opinion, they'll debate you on it, but you will not feel like you're being put down or criticized. It's just kind of, well, I don't agree with that. I think this, this, and this. And you could say, oh, okay, well, I don't agree with that, but I can see your point. Like, that. that's how the conversation would go. It wouldn't be, you're stupid, you know? It wouldn't be any of that. They don't feel like they're right all the time. They know they're open-minded. Their emotional IQ is higher. They know they're not perfect. They know they're not right all the time. And they know that people can have a difference of opinion but still be friends, so that's some of the signs. And also, he respects you. He respects you. He, sh- he stands up for you. Not, not in a way that makes it feel like he thinks you're weak and you can't stick up for yourself. But he does it. He's chivalrous, you know. If somebody calls you a dumb slut, he's going to be in their face and say, Excuse me, you need to apologize to her. That is not okay. That is not what she is. You're wrong. Um, if, if his family members are rude to you, he'll say, Hey, that's my girl. Don't talk to her like that. That's not okay. He'll make you feel that respect. He'll make you feel that, uh, loyalty without a doubt. You'll feel safe with this guy. He shows leadership. He's always the first to take the initiative. He's ambitious, um, if something needs to be dealt with right away, he'll step up and handle it. You know, if there's a crisis happening, if there's two people getting ready to f- have a fist fight at a winery, he'll jump in the middle of them and he'll talk them down, he'll de-escalate them, and they'll listen because he's a strong, emotionally strong man. A lot of, uh, you know, the emasculated man would never do that because he would fear criticism or he would fear it wouldn't go right. And he can't make that kind of a decision in a quick manner. He would be like, oh, let me call my friends and see what I should do. Um, The healthy man fully, fully, fully commits to the relationship. There are no side chicks. Um, He's not going to be hanging out with his exes. He's going to be loyal to you and only you. And... His relationship with you is the most important. He's always there to support you. He supports you with all your goals in life. He doesn't crush your dreams. He doesn't make you feel like you've lost yourself somewhere. He's always encouraging you and supporting you. And he may critique you a little bit, you know, like, well, that business plan is good, but here's where it could improve and he'll be helpful. He'll lift you and he'll support you in whatever your dreams and goals are and you'll grow together instead of apart. He loves you and he shows it all the time. If you're out in public, he'll hold your hand. He'll give you a kiss. He doesn't care who sees. He's not shy about it. Not at all. And He always shows compassion towards you. Compassion and respect. He'll never let you forget how much he loves you. Every single day, he'll do something to show you that he loves you. And he adds value to your life. He's actually an asset to your life. In so many ways. Financially. Emotionally. He's your best friend. You can tell this guy anything, and you're not judged. There's nothing too embarrassing. You can talk to him about anything. He supports you in everything that you do. He sticks up for you. He's, he's a dying breed of chivalrous, uh, quote, real men, right? He's one of those. And it's not just an act to draw you in. He'll protect you physically and emotionally, as well as financially. (coughs) He can make really hard decisions. Sometimes there are hard decisions to be made in life and in marriage and in relationships. And he's okay with making those decisions. But he won't just make the decision. He'll sit down with you because you are a couple. And he values and respects you and your intellect as well. And he knows that he has to consider your feelings on, should we sell this house and buy a new house? On, should we take my father in and take care of him rather than putting him in hospice? He will sit down and talk to you and say, okay, here's what's on my mind what do you think about this situation and he'll only talk to you he won't call all of his friends he won't research on the internet what should i do he won't <laughs> he won't post on social media what would you do if this happened he will keep it between you and him and that goes the same with any arguments you might have cuz all couples argue it's normal it's healthy sometimes we argue But when it happens, he's not going to call all his friends and say, Oh my God, we got in a fight and she was awful and blah, blah, blah. He's not going to do that. He'll keep it to himself and keep it private. And he'll only talk to you in an effort to resolve whatever caused that little tiff. And he will make sure it is resolved and closure has been had. And you will both move forward feeling better about it. He will fulfill you. Sexually, He'll please you sexually. And he will mentally please you and fill you up. You will never have to worry. You will never have any wants, needs, or desires that are not met with this guy. He will be a really good lover. He knows that sex is an important part of a healthy relationship. Um... And he will be there for you mentally. If you need to talk, he's there to support you. If you just need hugs and reassurance, he'll do that. And he'll let, you, he'll let you know, if you want me to help you fix this, I will. Otherwise, I'll just hold you and comfort you while you cry. Whatever you need, baby. So that's the type of man who is healthy. And he'll stay in the relationship with you. Um... Unless, it's, unless you're toxic. If you're toxic, he's going to wash his hands of you right away because he doesn't want to be with somebody like that. Otherwise, he will stay in the relationship. He will be loyal, and he won't run away at the first sign of any kind of conflict. You know how a toxic person can't handle conflict, an emasculated man can't make decisions or handle conflict. So the first time you have a little argument, they'll be like, I don't want to see you anymore, and they run away. The healthy man will work through it with you and stay with you. So that's just a little more detail on the green flags. And um, I know I talked about men the whole time, but this applies to women too, Um, except women are not providers. Women are nurturers and uh, a healthy woman in a relationship will want to take care of you and love you, but you have to take care of her too. You have to be a healthy man if you want a healthy woman and vice versa. So if if you've just gotten out of a toxic relationship, you've got to take a break. You've got to go no contact and be aware of the signs of a healthy person versus a toxic person. Go check out the 30 Red Flags episode I have on here. I think it's way at the beginning somewhere. Um, And then I have one called Green Flags and Different Stages of Love too. And Dating Tips. I have all kinds of information in there. So if you have left a toxic relationship and you're scared because you're trauma bonded, um, it's time to step up out of that addiction let yourself heal for a nice long time, get used to loving yourself, get used to being alone and loving it, get used to going out and doing things alone and loving it, and then you'll be ready because you'll be more healthy and you'll attract a more healthy person. I hope this was helpful and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in.